welcome to Operation Adopted, where we explore the individualized nature of adoption. To do this, we have conversations with individuals who have been adopted, also known as adoptees. Whether good or bad, every adoptee has their own story to tell. Here on Operation Adopted, our goal is to provide a platform for those voices to be heard. Well, welcome, Hallie. I'm so happy to have you on the show today. I'm so glad to be here. So I'm going to have you start out by just kind of telling your story, let you kind of share what you wish and how you want to. So I was adopted from China um, when I was about a year old, um, like a couple days past my first birthday. And I was adopted from the Fujian province, which is in eastern China, kind of towards the south, where you would think maybe North Carolina, South Carolina is in the United States. Um, And I was in an adoption agency before I was adopted. Um, I was left on a police doorstep, and then they brought me to the agency. Mm -hmm. And there was a bunch of other girls there that were all about my age. Mm -hmm. And our parents traveled from the United States all together as a group. (laughs) Um, And they all, like, stayed in the hotel together. And it was a good experience that I think that they were able to have each other Mm. um, for that. And then they adopted us. We stayed in China for about two weeks as a group and just traveling around, bonding. Um, And then they took me home. And it was definitely an adjustment on their end from what I've seen. I've seen videos of it. (laughs) And, I mean, you're taking a child out of her home country and bringing her into this new place. Mm. But ever since then, it's been really amazing where they're – My parents, I haven't thought of them as anything else than that. Mm. And I also have a younger brother. He's 13 now. He was also adopted from China when he was about a year and a half. And he was from an area near Beijing, so a little different from where I was. Yeah. Um, But he actually has a cleft lip and cleft palate. So, yeah, uh uh-huh, because boys often aren't the ones – up for adoption in China. They Mm -hmm. often only give up girls. Mm -hmm. Um, But he technically falls under the special needs category, but he's not special needs at all. Like, he's completely... Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it's been nice to have that experience with him. We can both bond over being adopted. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's a general summary of my story. (laughs) (laughs) That was perfect. That's great. And uh, you have uh, such a unique experience because you have... A sibling that's also adopted from the same country, too. Yes. Not in the same province or area, but the same country, which gives you a strong connection to each other. Yeah, we both have that experience and we can bond over it together. And your parents are not Chinese, correct? No, they are both very Caucasian. (laughs) Very, very (laughs) Caucasian. What do you mean by very? I mean, both of them, like my mom is Pennsylvania Dutch, my dad's like. German so okay yeah Yeah. so that being a part of your story Mm -hmm. how has that affected your your daily life growing up as a child yeah maybe not so much now as you're older but like as a kid how did that affect you definitely as a child like you think when your parents come to pick you up from school and everyone else looks exactly like their parents and Mm -hmm. the teachers know who their parents are Um, But then when your parents come, they might be like, are you sure that's your parents? Like, where are your parents? And um, or like I remember very specifically, like meet the teacher night. Your parents would 
go in and they'd be like, oh, I'm Hallie's parents. And they'd be like, oh, and like they wouldn't it wouldn't click all like mm-hmm. completely right away. Um, so just little things like that. Or sometimes kids, they don't have any filter <laughs> at all. No, so yeah. sometimes my peers would be like, oh, your parents don't look like you mm-hmm. or like, yeah. So things like that. Yeah, definitely growing up like little comments that would kind of make you think, oh, huh, I don't look like them. Like, yeah. yeah. So going along with that, do you know what age you realized you were adopted and or your parents told you right away, right? Yeah, my parents from as long as I can remember were pretty clear, like you're adopted, but you're part of our family. Like mm-hmm. it's not, they didn't make it a weird thing, but they yeah. wanted to, me to know right away, I guess before someone else would tell me and then I'd be like mm-hmm. you know why didn't you tell me yeah mm-hmm. they wanted why to be, is it a big deal yeah exactly when it's not a big deal it's not a big deal at all no yeah yeah okay very cool so along with that what was some of the hardest things that you've gone through being adopted especially in an area that is predominantly a Caucasian or, or white society because that's where you grew up yes yeah I would say people sometimes are a little bit inconsiderate and they don't think about the comments that they make like Mm -hmm. things like making fun of how your eyes look or making fun (laughs) of like your skin tone and things like that and then not being able to have my parents relate to that Mm because that's something just I'm going through and they don't understand what that is or Mm. things like that um also growing up like my cousins would be like oh yeah I have my like grandma's eyes or grandma's nose and then like not being able to relate to that because I'm Mm. not biologically related that was something that I struggled with for a while yeah or maybe when you had the school projects or whatever I know when I had some in school they were like oh we're gonna do a like a family tree you're gonna do your yes. genetic projects and things like yes. that and, was and it, you'd be you, like you, oh, you know <laughs> you'd be like oh yeah and you could you could do your um adopted family's mm-hmm. genetic tree but it's not the same as like it's not your yeah, yeah. or even i know i mean i know you do sports but yeah like when you do your physical they're like oh yes. is there any family history of this and you didn't think about it as a kid but yeah. as an adult you're like I don't well, know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know my family history. So I can't tell you. Yeah. So that's a big, cons- like, sometimes a worry for people, too. Like, you don't know your history, so you don't know what you're prone to or not prone to. Or Yeah, that's definitely something that you have to be a little more careful and get all your testing done, making sure, like, as you get older. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. keeping track on it because you yeah. really don't have a history that you yeah. can build off of. Not yeah. right now, anyway. Because mm-hmm. you don't have any information about yeah. that. Which leads me to my next question. Do you know anything about your biological parents or your biological parent or whoever? I really don't. When I was left on the police step, they left me with a baby blanket Mm -hmm. and I still have that. And there Mm -hmm. was also a necklace that they left me with and I still have that. And those are two very special things to me. Um, Mm -hmm. But besides that, I don't know anything. Yeah. So how does that relate in your life? Like how has that affected your life? I think it's something that 
I often I often think about like mm-hmm. I wonder what my biological parents are doing right now. I wonder mm-hmm. what their life is like. Where are they living? Are they still in the same area? Do they have any kids? Like it's something that if you let yourself think <laughs> about it, you can spiral off into mm-hmm. lots and lots of things. And sometimes you just have to think that's that's not where my life is yeah. right now because you're where you are and I'm yeah. where I'm supposed to be. Which so. is where you're supposed to be. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what good experiences do you think have come from being adopted, especially from in the area that you get to live in, which is the Lehigh Valley? Yeah. So I feel like in the Lehigh Valley, I know quite a few people that have also been adopted from China. Most Mm -hmm. of my Chinese sisters, that's what we call ourselves, um, we all were adopted from the same orphanage. Most Mm -hmm. of us live within like an hour of each other around here. So that's been something really great that we have that special bond that no one else really understands. Mm -hmm. Um, And then one of my best friends growing up was also adopted from China. Mm -hmm. And that was really great being able to see that there's someone just like me and our parents were able to bond over that yeah. and talk about things like that. And we were able to talk about being adopted and mm. how how that works in our lives. So, mm. yeah. That's a neat experience to have. Not everybody has that kind of experience mm-hmm. to share. So I have, because you have such a positive aspect on it too, mm-hmm. where, what type of emotions have you have been able to feel because of your adoption so whether it's happy or sad or just emotional in general feeling a bunch Mm -hmm. of different feelings at one time over the course of your over the course of your life you've probably had a lot of different emotions so kind of can you go kind of through how those have affected you and just kind of how they your path has changed based on your emotions I think growing up I didn't think too much about it when I was younger but as you start to go into like middle school and everything like that Mm -hmm. everybody starts to question who they are and things like that even people who aren't adopted so I think that's when I started um being like wow these aren't my my biological parents and getting not insecure about it but Mm -hmm. but just that my parents aren't biological. I'm not blood related to them. Does that yeah. make them my true parents? Mm. Um, but they've shown me over the years such unconditional love and they treat me better than most parents would even treat their kids. Yeah. They're the most loving people ever. <laughs> so now it's not even something that I I second guess or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that's something that ha- is great that you've already just dis- – determine that Mm -hmm. at such a younger age because you're you're fairly young at this point yeah so you're 18 correct yes if i'm wrong (laughs) i'm going to college soon as well Mm -hmm. do you think that any of your experiences from being adopted will play into being going to college even um just that i know my parents have always sometimes when people leave for college they get really sad because they think mm-hmm. they're quote unquote leaving the nest or leaving the home <laughs> yeah. um but my parents always remind me like you always have a place here mm-hmm. we'll always be here for you um so just continuing to show me the love that they have over the years yeah which is a great again it's a great experience for you to have because it's not mm-hmm. everybody's experience with mm-hmm. this um but Along with that, do you know what led your parents, speaking of your parents, do you know what led your parents to adopt you? 
Um, well, Liz, <laughs> um, you were actually a big role in that. My parents um, had been talking about adoption for a decent amount of time, but mm-hmm. my mom used to work with Liz's dad yeah. <laughs> um, at Living Hope Adoption Agency. Mm-hmm. And one day Liz was there. She was probably <laughs> about three years old and yeah. she ran up to my dad and gave him a hug and my parents describe her as the cutest baby girl from china besides you (laughs) um that's funny (laughs) i didn't know that that's exactly (laughs) what they say they fell in love with liz but she was already taken oh yeah (laughs) so um they they saw that as a sign that they really should adopt from china and back then there was a lot of there was a lot of need for adoption from china yeah um so that's when they decided to adopt me. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, I didn't know that part about like. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, my dad. He would talk. He still. He's like, she was such a cute baby. Oh, I know. I was so cute, and yeah. then I don't know what happened. It's fine. oh, stop it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you are from the same. Yeah, our parents worked together. Well, my dad and your mom, mom worked together. Yes. Uh huh. For a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, at the adoption agency. Yeah, and we didn't get connected until recently, but. Along with that, so we're both adopted from China. So yeah. for you, how has that your experience culturally been? Like, do you have your parents been able to kind of give you the culture from where you're from? Yeah, I would say when I was younger, a lot more like we would go to these conventions where it would be a bunch of adopted Chinese girls mm-hmm. and we would all wear like the dresses from China yeah. and um, things like that to get the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we have, yeah, I would say that's about as, that's about as far as, as the length will go. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah. It, it seems a little difficult for parents to kind of bring in a culture that they don't, they may they not necessarily know a ton about. Yeah, they didn't grow up with it. Mm-hmm. I know when we were going back to adopt my younger brother from China, yeah. Um, my dad tried to learn Mandarin and for like a year and a half straight. He took Mandarin lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, so they definitely care and they yeah, definitely they tried. tried. But it's something that I don't know how much I cared as well. Like I, mm-hmm. I didn't push it too much either yeah i was gonna say does that matter to you that much like that you didn't maybe didn't get a ton of mm. your cultural backgrounds instilled in you when you were young yeah i i don't think that i i mind too much like mm. when we went back to adopt my brother i went with them yeah um and i spent a couple weeks in china and it was it was really neat mm-hmm. but it didn't feel like me because yeah all I can remember is growing up in America. Yeah, what you grew up with and yeah. your culture is here. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes going along with that, people may not understand that. Yeah. So they look at you and they think you yeah, should be I a should... really ch- cultured Chinese girl and that you mm-hmm. should speak Mandarin or mm-hmm. you should speak some kind mm-hmm. of Or I should cook a certain language. way. Yeah. Yeah, cook a certain food, or you yeah. may get negative comments that people may not really yeah. assume are yeah. negative, but they are. But in my mind, I've been in America my whole life for yeah. the most part. My parents, so it, it's definitely people. It's a misconception. Yeah. So that goes into my next portion of the interview. <laughs> what? Where have you ever gotten negative, I may have asked this already, but negative comments towards you 
based on how you look or and how, or I know we talked about how you look differently than your parents, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. just in general how you look because you are from a different yeah country. People people around here definitely make offhanded comments about <laughs> Asians all the time yeah. like oh that Asian like as if it's something to be ashamed of or something bad. Mm-hmm. Um, negative and, connotations to it. Yeah, neg- like it has a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like that, it's like you just kind of have to laugh it off. <laughs> but it's like, why are you even saying it like that? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like so. it, it's more of an in ignorance without realizing it. Yes. Cause they, it comes off as yeah. rude or mm-hmm. just arrogant. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that. At least personally, I've never had an experience where I think people were doing it intentionally no, towards me. I think it's just how people are around here and how they're raised. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah. Or growing up, people, because I'm adopted, they would yeah. assume that, you know, they would assume that one of your parents must be yes. Asian. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way you could yeah. <laughs> have parents that aren't, one of them can't be Asian. It doesn't work like that. It was like, yeah. it can. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's people sometimes, I feel like now it's a little more normalized, but Mm -hmm. back then people would definitely be like, oh, you're adopted, like, and say it, like, almost like they feel bad for you. Yes. Like, they're like, oh, you're adopted, like, I'm so sorry, sorry." and, like, they get a tone, and then they start (sighs) to slightly look at you different, like, oh, this poor girl, I feel so bad for her. Well, you must have been unwanted. Yeah. Like, you were abandoned. Yeah, you were, I get that a lot, oh, you were abandoned, you were left, and then they they start this sympathy for you, and you're like, actually, it's a good thing. Thing yeah, that, I know. Like I'm, I'm happy I was adopted. Mm-hmm. I have a better life than I ever would have had. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The cultural background for people from China is you said earlier. Yeah, you know this. Yeah, like you mainly you you won't have boys typically mm-hmm. that are adopted, adopted from there, but you have a lot of girls because they want to keep the boys to carry on the family name mm-hmm. and pass it on. But yeah. the girls are just throw away they're yeah, they're, they're not they're not worth it they're like, not worth feeding and taking yeah. care of and raising when you could wait and have a boy later yeah so that in of itself can be a little bit difficult for your mind yeah. games with mm-hmm. you i don't know if you've ever had that experience yes. when you were younger did you ever like feel like i know sometimes in your head you can question and they just don't think about it too much but yeah. people don't ask the question either to really think about it but then you know, think about it. Well, I wonder if they had. Sometimes I wonder, did they have a boy? Maybe that's why. Yeah. Or like, were they were they waiting to have a boy yeah. and they had me first? So they yeah. they thought, let's try again. Yeah. You get that a lot. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that that might be the case because heritage and mm-hmm. family history and stuff like Big that thing. is so important to them mm-hmm. that they would choose that over having Just having a girl having a girl, which. For those of you that are listening that may not know, there, there was and still kind of is a policy in China that you can only have one child. Yeah. But yeah. now they've changed it where I think if you have a child, your children can have two, but then their children can only have one. Yeah. It's a it's really complicated. <laughs> it's it's complicated and, and really sad because Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's horrible that you'd have to and that's to how choose. you how you end up with so many orphaned children that don't have homes. Yeah. Because of that policy. Well either that or, or sometimes they just can't take care of them. Yeah. Either. So it's not yeah. necessarily the idea that you were unwanted or like you weren't 
you were abandoned or they just yeah it there's so many different they reasons why mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. could that be a reason maybe yeah and you just you just you don't never know you just don't know and that's why you can't let yourself think too yeah. far into it or yeah. you could just go down a rabbit trail when you really don't know the true reason you don't really need to yeah exactly yeah and you just kind of have to be okay with whatever outcome has uh-huh. come to you to yeah. pass just let that be the way that it is yeah and it is i mean you can't do anything to change it yeah. but it's still i'm i forever will be thankful and happy to my parents so oh absolutely yeah do you think that there's a stigma behind being adopted i definitely think that there's a stigma behind yeah. being adopted <laughs> i i think that many people think that kids that are adopted aren't truly part of the family that they are adopted into like oh those those parents just feel bad for the kid and Mm -hmm. they're just taking care of them but they're not part of the family Mm. that makes sense like it does yeah yeah Yeah. especially i mean less with international adoption Mm. but more with domestic like in in country in country adoption yeah like maybe if a kid was in foster care and then they were adopted in the mm-hmm. family, people often don't think of those kids as the parents' true kids. Yeah. Or that you chose them so yeah. it's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You didn't birth them so yeah. it's not the same thing. You don't have that bond or special bond. But but from, you build those bonds. Yeah. It's yeah. not something that you just automatically have and click with somebody. Yeah. It's something that you build over time and even your own children that yeah. you Biolog- quote unquote by own children like yeah but biological children you yes they came from your your mm-hmm. own body mm-hmm. i guess we could say but that doesn't necessarily change the fact that yeah if someone wasn't that there can't be a part of your family yeah. or that you won't make that kind of bond with them yeah later on. either either way if you're biological unbiological a parent and a child have to work mm-hmm. every day to have a bond and have that. a relationship and keep building it throughout their entire Absolutely. life. So it's not something that just automatically happens clicks. overnight. <laughs> yeah, like you give birth and yeah, it's, it go. doesn't work like that. But the process to become adopted mm-hmm. is so difficult, even for people that are in like in the country. Like domestic adoptions are really a yeah. long process, but even out of the country is a long process is an even longer process normally yes so like your process how long did that take your parents do you know it was probably a two to three year process and that was back when international adoptions were more common even Mm -hmm. um and it's still such a long process you have to have a social worker that comes to your house and they have to do multiple visits with your parents and it's such a long process and then after you get cleared to adopt Mm -hmm. then you have to wait for a child to become available yeah, um, it sounds so bad I when know, you say it like that. I know, I know. <laughs> um, but it, it's it's the I know truth. What you mean, like yeah. you have to wait to get matched, up matched with somebody yeah. who they think will will pair well. well. Yes, and yeah. then after you get matched, you even often have to wait like another six to twelve months mm-hmm. to even go. Um, so it's a super long process, but I think sometimes the long process makes it even sweeter when you yeah when you can finally say yeah. oh I'm adopting from yeah from yeah. blah blah blah. Um, and I know my brother we originally thought we were adopting a girl for the longest time we had a name picked out and everything Mm -hmm. um and then one day it was like oh my goodness we're adopting a boy actually um 
And I know my parents were a little nervous about his cleft lip and cleft palate. Yeah. Um, but it's been nothing but joy. He's such an amazing <laughs> person, and I'm glad I have a brother. Yeah. I don't know if I could have handled another, another girl. girl. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm a little competitive in that way. Oh, that makes sense. There you go. Um, so but <laughs> yeah, international is definitely longer than domestic, but domestic mm-hmm. is still a long process too. Mm-hmm. It's still super. The parents still have to go through the same clearance process. Yeah, and, it's a long. So for you then, though, Mm -hmm. when your brother was being adopted, so you have a unique situation because your brother was adopted, too. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time, like, people don't have that. No. Mm -mm. So you were old enough, probably, to remember that process of having him be adopted. So you got to see it firsthand. Yes. But with him... Did you have to be interviewed and stuff by social workers at all? Or did you do you remember doing any of that stuff? I I remember the social workers coming to our house. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting down. And the only thing I remember is them asking, like, do you want a brother do you, or do you want yeah. a sibling? And me being like, yeah, of course. Like, because I, mean, I, was, no. I was very, <laughs> I was so excited. And it had been talked about for so long. Mm-hmm. So that's the only, only thing I remember from that. Okay. I was going to say, I remember being told first, secondhand from, like, siblings that, like, yeah. oh, yeah, I always had an interview and all this stuff. So I was curious yeah. if you remembered, like, I, what that was like. I, Did you got to do it firsthand from both? You got to do all sides of it. I know. <laughs> from adopted. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've been around the block. <laughs> I've been around the block. <laughs> that works. Yeah. 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 That's neat, though. Mm-hmm. So for your brother then, too, and you together, what... Do you think that having him in your life helped out your own life and, like, being – not being okay with it, but mm-hmm. – you know what I mean? Like, being with somebody else from the same country. Yes. It definitely yeah. – it shares the burden a little bit when people ask questions about mm-hmm. our family. Like, we can both answer instead of me just being like, yeah, I'm adopted. Like, it's yeah. something we can both share – the the load of talking about and Mm -hmm. just having someone who knows what I'm going through and what I went through is really really special he had a slightly different story than I did though he was with a foster family in China before he was adopted so he wasn't yeah he wasn't in an orphanage it was because of his cleft lip and cleft (gasps) palate yeah um he needed a foster mom to take care of him Mm. all the time Mm mm-hmm and she adored him. She had a couple Aww. other foster kids, but when we met with her to to take him home with us mm-hmm. um, the first time, she had all these, like, toys that he had and his baby bottle. And mm-hmm. um, so he had a really great experience as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And they send him gifts sometimes. Oh, that's is, so cute. Yeah. Yeah, which that's was something sweet. that I struggled with a little bit yeah. growing up. I was going to say, how does that make you feel? Um, Because it was like, wow, I, d- I didn't get that. I didn't have someone in China that mm. cared about me that much. Yeah. Um, but I had to realize every story is different. It so. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every story is very different. And the way that we feel is different, too, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of people may not understand. Yeah. Because it's not a cookie, like, adoption isn't a cookie cutter thing. It's not one size fits all, like, you can do this and you shouldn't do that. Or you shouldn't ask this question you shouldn't do that. Well, it depends on the person. You really have to understand who you're Mm -hmm. adopting Mm -hmm. firsthand before that. Yes. Which is also interesting to think about when you're saying earlier, like, being matched with your parents. How do they match a child 
as a as an infant. You know what I mean? Like, I, how do they choose? I'm not sure. All my mom says is every day she says, "I'm glad God chose <laughs> you for us." <laughs> yeah. Um, because yeah, it worked out really well for you guys. We, we balance each other really well, and yeah, and I'm so happy that they're my parents. Oh yeah. So whatever absolutely. happened, whatever the process was, that was the way that it was. That's the way it was, yeah. and that's the way it was meant to be. So. Mm-hmm. The, this was a question that was always playing around in my mind. I also was re- doing a little bit of research about adoptive parents and their experiences and adopted children, looking for adoptive children experiences too. And one of the things they said was, do people ever ask you who your quote unquote like real parents are? Oh yeah, all the time I get asked, oh, do you do you know who your real parents are? Mm-hmm. And the word real yeah. is what what bothers me because I often as I've gotten older I've been like yeah they're right, they're right there, there. <laughs> my my real parents are are right there and if mm. they if they say biological that's a different story that's, yeah that's understandable like oh but the word real sometimes it bothers me a lot mm-hmm. because they're all I know is my parents mm-hmm. and and we don't treat each other like it's any different like they treat me as their daughter. I treat them as my parents. Yeah, you call them mom and dad. You call them your mm-hmm. parents. And that's and that's how it is. And that's how I've always yeah. remembered it as long as I can remember. Yeah. People say things like that. Oh, lot, and they may ask you, so why didn't your real parents want you? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What does that even mean? And sometimes they don't realize they're being hurtful. Like if yeah. they don't take a second to dissect that sentence. Mm-hmm. But if they did, you'd see like there's a couple trigger words in there that mm-hmm. that are really um, can be hurtful if it's asked to the wrong person. Like I'm a mm-hmm. pretty outgoing and I'm pretty confident in who I am and yeah. who my parents are. But for someone who might struggle with that yeah. kind of thing or might question, oh, are they my real parents? Do they actually love me? Mm-hmm. That can be um, like devastating. Yeah, it becomes down to as well like people and their identities mm-hmm. and being mm-hmm. able to identify who you really believe you are. Yes. Based yes. on that, do you have... Do you think you have a different feeling towards like your own identity because of your adoption? Or do you think that that helped you just promote further who you are? I I know a lot of people struggle with their identity and who they truly are. Um, but I don't think that's something that I've struggled too much with over my years. My parents have, have very... Um, well, I'm a Christian. So yeah. having my identity in God mm-hmm. and knowing that I'm adopted into his family. Yeah, is a very good parallel for how I've been adopted into my parents' family. Oh, that's interesting. We look at. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. So that's helped me not to struggle with my identity. Well, that's good. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't think about that, but that's okay. <laughs> it's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you said trigger words earlier. Yeah. Do you know what they are for yourself personally? I would say. I don't get bothered too much anymore because mm-hmm. I've heard pretty much anything heard it all. that people <laughs> can say, any comment. Mm-hmm. Um, but in in general, and, and a little bit for myself still, like like I said, the word real, real is mm-hmm. that's a that's a big one. Or 
unwanted or rejected things mm. like that that really have like a strong emotional meaning yeah. behind them that if anyone were to say that to to anyone like you were rejected mm-hmm. like that's still such a has a hard meaning behind it and then when you yeah. put it in context of parents and and yeah. children that's when it really hits you hard it hits you yeah yeah because rejected you can be rejected for like a date yeah but mm-hmm. that's not the same as being rejected as from a, your from a fam- family yeah that, that's much harsher sounding yes mm-hmm. but i think because people i don't know if it's about you but i think maybe people think well you use it all the time for yeah. like a breakup or you use it for yeah. being rejected in a date or by a friend or, or mm-hmm. whatever so mm-hmm. it's like oh it's, it's, that's o- normal. it's, it's okay. okay to use that word but it it's not it's <laughs> not, not in terms it's of not what we're always about. the right term and and i think people sometimes aren't sensitive enough yeah yeah to those things yeah Mm -hmm. or or ask the question so that's another thing to go into here when i say a question Mm -hmm. have people ever really asked you just how your adoption experience was or to ask you about your story before not in detail i would Mm -hmm. say most people in my life generally like the people i've known the longest like my family friends and Mm -hmm. people from church they pretty much know my story yeah and then people who who ask like oh are you adopted i say yes they say oh that's interesting and then you kind of just move on it's not something that i think people are scared to to kind of delve into it because Mm. they don't they don't want to offend or say something wrong so they just Mm. leave it at a surface level thing and then they move on move on to something else Mm -hmm. do you think that people asking the question would it would help people though like understand a little better and not maybe not say so many negative things without realizing it i i definitely think it would but you have to make sure that you're asking the right people yeah because if you ask the wrong person they could take it as like offensive like Mm. this person is questioning me about my my adoption like my life yeah my this is my life like i don't know why they're doing that Mm. but for someone like me who who's confident in themselves and and knows that my family truly loves me i'm completely fine answering any questions yeah it it definitely comes down to delegation Mm -hmm. who do you who do you ask the question to yeah and how do you ask questions? How do you ask it and, and knowing the person's personality and how mm-hmm. they react to things like that? Mm, yeah. yeah. And, and if it's the adoption, like my adoption happened like 18 years ago. So yeah. it's not something that's fresh super in your mind. fresh, but someone who may be adopted when they're at an older age. Yeah, like a teenager and ad- yeah. even adults are sometimes adopted as well. Yeah, like maybe then give it a little time before yeah. you ask a bunch of sensitive questions because they like won't that. but they may not know and it's still fresh like all the yeah the, yeah that's a good that's a good way to put it because sometimes people assume mm-hmm. that if you're adopted you must have been adopted when you're a baby yeah but that's that's not true people of all ages get adopted oh absolutely yeah. so you really have to gauge where you're at and gauge the people that you're talking to yeah mm-hmm. in those specific situations I wanted to also ask you about uh, your experiences in just everyday life. You're out and about. Mm-hmm. You may be with friends or, or somebody else or whoever you're with. 
somebody makes an off-handed comment about being ado- about adoption and not even it's not towards you but what do you typically do in those situations for yourself personally yeah like w- someone might say oh that person like that's a- they're adopted like they say it, they say it in that tone a lot of the times <laughs> yeah. and when i was younger i probably wouldn't do anything i'm mm-hmm. i've kind of become a little more outspoken as i've gotten older and yeah. sometimes i'll be like hey like i'm adopted and then they'll be like oh sorry 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 mm-hmm. um but just making them aware that that can be offensive yeah and it might not be offending me because i know that they might be joking or they didn't yeah. mean it like that but that in the future someone else might not take it the same way the same way that i would and just making yeah. them more aware because people it's just that they're not aware of how yeah. they might sound or what they might say because that's just that's just culture differences yeah it is and it and it's very surprising because there's mm-hmm. about five million people in america alone that are adopted yeah but we yeah. don't talk about it much because it's a taboo subject or yes out of fear maybe or fear to hurt somebody yeah the sensitivity being offend like you don't want to offend somebody or you yeah. don't want to mis- make someone feel defensive like they have yeah. to defend who mm-hmm. they are but in the long run what are we fearful of yeah i i think that it should definitely be something that's talked about more often so that way mm. people aren't afraid to to bring up those hard subjects like that yeah what's one piece of advice that you have that you would want to tell somebody planning to adopt a child yeah this is hard because i know <laughs> a lot of people that are considering adoption may be really really nervous that they're going to mess up or they're not going to be the right parents mm. but I would say to you just to to show the child that you love them that you're always going to be there from that for them no matter what because a lot of people who are being adopted are insecure mm. they don't think that anyone could love them or even if they're too young to to know that as they get older they will have those thoughts mm-hmm. um but just reminding them not only in words but also in actions that your love is unconditional and you love them yeah. just like they're your son or daughter like they're your own yeah f- i get for a f- Lack of a better term, like flesh and blood, I yeah. guess you mm-hmm. could say. Mm-hmm. And continually reminding them as well. Yeah, because that can, if you don't, say you say it once in your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not enough for yeah. somebody whose mm-hmm. life is, that's what yeah. they started out with. So yeah. they need that reassurance, I guess. Reassurance all the time. And, and just, I mean, I can only look at from how my parents treated me, but mm-hmm. They did this very, very well, and I, I know that I'm very loved. So Yeah, and that again, that's very oh, such a blessing for you yeah. in your life. Mm-hmm. So what's the biggest thing you learned from being adopted? The biggest thing I've learned from being adopted is that family can be anyone. It mm. doesn't have to be blood-related. Mm-hmm. Um, it can it can be anyone as long as you you show love to each other and you continue to work at it every day. That's mm-hmm. the thing about family that I think that makes it a family. You continue to choose each other every yeah. day, and and it's it's hard sometimes, mm-hmm. but you still know that you'll always love each other no yeah. matter what hardships you go through. Absolutely, well, that's a good one. I like that. That's so <laughs> sweet. And what? 
So we talked about mm-hmm. your story and where you're from and how you came to be who you are today. Mm-hmm. So through all that, what does the word adoption mean to you? It reminds me of being brought out of something where I wasn't supposed to be mm-hmm. into where I know I'm supposed to be and be where I am in America. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate of it. Of course. Thank you. National Adoption Month has been celebrated for over two decades. This occurs every November where those who have been adopted are recognized and celebrated. This important month helps bring awareness to adoption. There are around 5 million Americans adopted in the U.S. today. So if you would like to share your story with us, please do not hesitate to reach out and help spread more awareness about adoption. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back again in two weeks with another story to share.